Welcome back to all our listeners. And today I am so excited because we have another wonderful guest here with us. And we have one of a really good and wonderful author with us. And I'm talking about Mrs. Susan Gabriel. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Yes, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Sure. Right now, I live with my husband in a just outside a small town in Texas. I love the country. So we're out here in the country, and it's very peaceful, which is very different from the way that I spent my previous several years. I was a, in business development for about 40 years, all of my career, really. And that was kind of a hectic life. But I learned a lot of skills. And, and the skills have really, you know, been, been able to bring me to the point now where I can use those in my own entrepreneurial adventure. I'm a best-selling author of a book called Wheels of Injustice, Saving My Child from the Child Savers. It's based on my own experience that happened with my younger daughter, who is nine years old. She went to school one day. I got a phone call. They said, we are the social services. We have your daughter come down to our office and we will want to talk to you. And they had taken her because there was a misunderstanding between her and her teacher about a particular situation. And they assumed that she had been molested by my husband. We'd only been married for six weeks. So it was a completely devastating experience. They wanted me to kick him out of the house. They even suggested divorcing him since we hadn't been married very long. And she, they wanted me to, they said, if you don't, if you don't support your daughter, if you don't believe us, if you don't kick him out of the house, you may never get your daughter back again. And this was all said before they had even done any kind of investigation. Back in the 80s, at that time, the child protection system was kind of out of control. So that, that was really what happened to us. And they wanted us to give in. We wouldn't do it. It made them more angry. <laughs> the angrier they got, the more dug in they were about pr prosecuting. They continued to try to prosecute my husband. They charged him with a felony for tickling. And they charged me with not adequately protecting her from being abused. My husband went to trial, which was absolutely the most traumatic thing I think I've been through. It was, it was very difficult. He was found not guilty. But even after he was found not guilty, they continued to prosecute me because I they were so angry that I did not believe them in the first place. So I don't know how you prosecute somebody for not protecting them from not being abused. <laughs> so so it was it was insane. It was crazy. I felt like I was on, on another planet. But that led me to really start questioning my belief in God. I'd been raised in the church. So, you know, I'd always thought of myself as being saved and I'd always felt like I was a Christian, but this tested my faith so much. At one point, I was so devastated because every time we went to court, the, the judge ruled against us. In every different hearing we went to, every ruling was against us. And after one of those times, I was so distraught 
that I decided I was going to kill myself. So I took a bunch of pills with me, pills pills that I had gotten from a dentist for you know, pain medication. I took a, a wine cooler and I I was determined that I was going to go into an area where no one would find me and I was not going to be able to be rescued. No one was going to stop me. So I drove up in the mountains west of Colorado Springs. I took the pills. I said, God, if you want me to live, you're going to have to do something. I said, I, I can't, I can't go on anymore. This is just devastating me. So I laid down on this flat rock that I had found and I just prepared to die. And the next thing I remember is I was sitting on a curb outside of a grocery store. <laughs> so God had determined I was not going to die that day. But it, the, the story of how I got from the rock up in the mountains to the grocery store is an interesting situation and it's it's all detailed in the book but that was one of the, the low points for me that was a time when i just had really lost my faith then i had a second time when i had lost my faith during that journey that was after my husband had been found not guilty i found out i was pregnant and they continued this department of social services continued to prosecute they continued to try to sever my parental rights so I would never have my daughter back again. So I would never be allowed to be her mother. And they wanted to sever my rights. And I was was pretty pretty devastated by that as well. And about three days before the hearing that was supposed to take place, I found out I had a miscarriage. So the baby had died. And at that point, I, I just gave up. I just gave up. And I told God, I said, I'm not going to believe in you anymore. I don't I don't think you exist. If you existed, you would not have allowed me to go through all of this. I didn't do anything to deserve this. I didn't do things wrong. I did everything I could, the best I could. And, you know, I just don't think you exist. I said, so I said, if you do exist, God, you're going to have to show me. You're going to have to prove it to me. So I left it at that. And I just really stopped. I didn't read the Bible anymore. didn't pray didn't do anything, but God showed me he existed. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot that you have to go through. And, and my question about that is something that you mentioned earlier. So it's like a lot of people, you know, just like you and like, they like go to church and they might not fully understand that just going to church doesn't automatically save you. Just going on a Sunday doesn't automatically make you Christian. So what part of your life that you decide that I am going to accept Christ as my personal savior? What do you remember that point of your life? Why you decided to accept him and have him as your savior? I did that when I was an adult. We went to a particular church that did, did baptisms in a lake. And I decided that is something I want to do. I want to recommit my life and I want to be baptized in a lake. But I still am not sure that I really totally understood what it meant to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you know, that, that you're you're allowing Jesus to really come into your heart and to take over and to do everything and to allow him to guide your life instead of you having the reins and having control, giving the giving that control over. And I didn't really know how to do that. I, I didn't really know until I went through all of those experiences. And I realized that I I can't have any control. 
I, I really had no control over anything. God was in control of everything the whole time. He kept me safe. I wasn't killed. I didn't kill myself. Eventually, I got my daughter back. Everything went pretty much back to normal. And God very slowly showed me that he existed. There would be times when a coincidence would happen. Someone would say a Bible verse on the radio, for example, that I'd just been thinking about. And, you know, there were just too many coincidences and too many times where where he would show me maybe a snippet of a song or or something like that. And it would answer a question that I had in my mind. And and I started to see very slowly the relationship between life and God and all of the things that were in the Bible. And so I had a lot of verses memorized which was good because they would come back to me at just the right moment. And that was what really um, brought me back to, to Jesus. And I started really understanding the Bible, reading the Bible, learning more and more about what it meant to be a Christian, what it meant to, to be born again. And ever since then, I have thanked God every day that I'm still here. And that's been many years ago. Um, and I've still been through a lot of different experiences, things that were hard, but I never blamed God for not caring about me. I never again ever accused him of not existing or of not caring because I know he loves me. Thank you so much. And also, I thought it was just terrible that they tried to take your daughter away and then they tried to put your husband in jail. And I also want to ask for the people that are listening, why did you decide to choose to stick up for your husband when it meant that they're going to try to take your daughter away? Yeah, that's a good question because a lot of people ask me that. But I knew that he was not guilty. I knew he didn't do what they had said because what they had said was just not possible. It was it was it was a a mistake. There was a misunderstanding between my daughter and her teacher. And that was where the misunderstanding started. So they never really accused him of anything other than tickling. And that tickling was even over her clothes. There wasn't anything. And it was one instance. And they charged him with a felony. And they said the penalty for that was 16 years in prison. How could I not stick up for him? And, you know, someone who's, who's first of all, He's not guilty. My conscience would kill me if I if I turned away from him. My daughter, now my daughter, she needed to see that the right thing to do was to stick up for someone, even if it meant that you had to suffer for a while, that the most important thing was to do what was right. And I needed to be a good role model. And that was the reason. I knew that in the long run, that it was the right thing to, go, to do, even though I was criticized for it you know, very strongly pressured to change my mind. But once I made that decision, I knew that that was the right thing to do. Thank you so much. And with what you mentioned earlier, so with everything that goes through your mind and you try to end your life and everything, and just like Job, when we have like a problem, we would question God. Like you said, if you're really there. Why is all of these things happening to me? So in in that particular time, what what was something or did you hear God spoke to you? And what was your clarification that God is there for you, that God loves you? 
Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you were blessed with the conversation that me and Susan had and with everything you've heard. And make sure to follow us so you don't miss her answer to the question where I left off. And if you like what you hear, make sure that you share it to others so that they can be blessed as well. And if you feel in your heart in giving a one-time donation or partnering with us and being a member so you would know ahead of time and you can be part of our monthly live stream and you'll also be able to unlock exclusive posts that are only shared to our members and supporters and get some discount with some of our future merchandise and all of the other description will be in the link below unless you're listening to it which is our buy me a coffee and patreon account thank you so much and i hope you have a blessed day and now let us reflect to everything we have heard and listen to this beautiful music from our spotify thank you so much and always stay blessed and always remember come to jesus daily until next time Oh, I thought I knew scared But I'm so filled with fear I can barely move Doubt I've had my share of doubt But never more than right now I'm wondering where are you? Here on the edge of all apart Somehow your promises find my troubled heart This is the truth I'm standing on Even when all my strength is gone You are faithful forever Your plan
This is the truth. I'm still